This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, obviously, what happened in New Zealand last week was a horrific manifestation of a violent form of white supremacism. But it's not the first time we've seen an incident like that. Obviously, there was uh, an example right here in our own country when six Muslims were murdered inside a Quebec City mosque. He had an attack on a synagogue in Pittsburgh. Obviously, Anders Breivik and what he did. Right? There are other examples of this, and there's that common thread that it's meant to advance the cause of this kind of ideology. It's meant to target the other, to kill them because they're, they're lesser. So how do people get to that point? How concerned should we be about this ideology, given the attacks we've seen in Canada, the U.S., New Zealand, and elsewhere? How do we combat this? Well, someone who's been there has been speaking out against all of this is Brad Galloway. Uh, spent about 13 years or so as a white supremacist, a skinhead, a neo-Nazi. Uh, he's now a fourth-year criminology student who's uh, speaking out about his own experience and about this ideology. Brad, so great to have you with us. You're welcome to the program. Hang on, Brad, you there? Okay. Well, let's try that again. We'll try to get Brad back on the line. We spoke with Brad, I think it was just over a year ago, uh, when he was first speaking out about his journey out of extremism and why he felt it was important to speak out and maybe serve as a, a warning, a lesson to others, how people end up going down this path and how you can pull them out of that. Because obviously it's, it's frightening what it can lead to. I mean, there are other people who think this way or maybe not necessarily capable of doing what uh, the shooter in New Zealand did. But this stuff, it feeds off each other. So how do we combat this? Um, obviously, the Internet is, is a big part of how this ideology can spread. And the kinds of things that get shared about the other, as it were. All right, so we'll try to get uh, Brad Galloway on the line in uh, just a second here. We'll have that conversation with him and the lessons we can draw from what happened in New Zealand last week. Uh, by the way, here was uh, the clip of the mayor uh, today, speaking uh, just at the uh, outset of today's council meeting as they had a moment of silence for the victims uh, of the shooting. And here's what uh, Mayor Nenshi said. It's no longer acceptable to pander to that and then say you're shocked when violence happens. You don't get to share a stage or a platform with white nationalists. You don't get to tell racists that they are welcome in Alberta anytime and then say your thoughts and prayers are with the victims of this work. Right, so the mayor calling out what he sees as politicians who are inclined to pander to the sentiment. Is that part of the problem? Well, let's see. I think we got Brad Galloway on the line here. Brad, are you there? Yes. All right. Well, it's good to have you with us here. Uh, what was going through your mind when, when you first heard about uh, the New Zealand massacre, the, the motives of the shooter? Um, well, I guess uh, the first thing that came to mind was uh, seeing this uh, manifesto and seeing the, um, you know, the, the similarities that uh, that we've been seeing since 
perhaps uh, since the 1980s about the similar sentiments about the 14 words or the um, these things, uh, these ideas of surrounding white genocide that multiculturalism is coming to uh, take away uh, the rights of uh, white people. Um, these, these are often uh, myths that you see within in the, the far right and conspiracy theories that that um, that exist there. So I saw a lot of similarities. That so you know I've said there's nothing really new here aside from this guy has decided to um you know act on these these uh awful these awful uh conspiracy theories and and thoughts and and take them to a community and and the unfortunate thing here is that there's so many victims and and so many communities are going to are going to be now be affected by by what's happened right so that was my initial reaction yeah well, as you say, I mean, the, the ideology is not new, but I think some of what we've been seeing as of late feels as though it's it's a new phenomenon. The the shooting mm-hmm. in, in Christchurch, uh, the massacre of the mosque in Quebec City, the massacre of the synagogue in Pittsburgh, uh, the massacre of the Sikh temple in, in Wisconsin. You know, we, we have these examples of this ideology spilling over in, into violence. Yeah, and that's where, that's where the breaker is, is that um, people often uh, sort of... Uh, you know, didn't didn't see that these often these these groups were referred to as, uh, you know, just a bunch of uh, young people, you know, that are wrapped up in a subculture, and it's it's not really a danger to public safety, and it's you know that's a that's a tough thing to to accept now, isn't it? It is. Uh, in, in terms of how you know people who think this way, how they react to something like this. I mean, one might hope, maybe naively, that. You know, something this horrific might prompt some people to to rethink their views. But it certainly seems on on a lot of these these websites that you know white supremacists, neo Nazis, they're they're reveling in this. This this guy's a hero. They're they're spreading this video around of the massacre. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the martyring, uh, this martyring idea, it, it's uh, exists in in many forms of extremism. No matter which one you look at, right? They they often hail these. These guys that uh, go out and and commit these these awful uh, awful you know types of uh, attacks on 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 unsuspecting communities. I mean, we look back to the 1980s where where the the terrorist group, the domestic terrorists in the U.S. went around and ended up killing a uh, a media personality, and and then you look at like you the examples of, of just the recent stuff. I mean, these uh, events are often celebrated, which really, really makes uh, makes this all of this a lot harder to understand. Like, how how is it that there's communities of people that are celebrating uh, these types of atrocities? So we, that's what we need to do, I guess, as as human beings. We need to help these uh, communities build resilience again, and and uh, and and try to get uh, get through this as as best as they can. In terms of how people fall into this and, and how we can get them out of it, and, and I think that, that obviously speaks to your experience of how you ended up going down this path and, and what changed it for you. I mean, what, what lessons can we take from your own experience? Well, I think on the on the going in part, I think it's really about looking a little further, further back and, and seeing where perhaps we could uh, intervene or perhaps we could help uh, young people 
where they're they're becoming uh, involved in these types of things. I think in today's uh, today's context, because uh, how I got involved was more in the offline, sort of in the community kind of wise. Mm-hmm. But in today, in today, we got to look at the digital side and, and look at digital literacy of parents, of teachers, of of our own children. Like we've got to really be boosting our our knowledge in in the area of tech and and things like that because it's just it's so easy to go down like we've all been on google and to see a a, a rabbit hole of where you end up uh, after googling something right it doesn't matter what it is so imagine a, uh, a kid getting involved or a young person getting involved in in this kind of thing online like it just there's so much availability and so much information available um and we need to know what what is valuable and good information and what is what is not right and, and there's a lot of a lot of uh rhetoric floating around out there there's a lot of things that are are very harmful to to people and and they end up getting sort of uh stuck in this in this um situation online and and, and it's very hard like i mean we put a lot of onus on these these tech companies or these big social media companies to to you know clamp down on this stuff, but it's I've referred to it as kind of like a a whack a mole crisis where how they how are you know just as soon as they I think we like Brad you there I'm trying to understand yeah, okay, you know yeah where we're at yeah. I mean, look, not everybody who holds white nationalist or white supremacist views is, is necessarily capable of, of violence or let alone this kind of a massacre. But once once you go down that path and, and you start to view you know minorities as less than human, as enemies, as invaders, I, I suppose it makes it a lot easier to, to justify that sort of thing. What do you see as, as the, the jumping off point where people kind of go from just you know, believing in this ideology to being willing to, to take action like this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what a, a lot of the academics and a lot of the law enforcement agencies are trying to look at. I mean, when we talk about radicalization, uh, that's one thing, but then there's radicalization towards violence, right? So mm-hmm. there's, there's where the violent piece comes in, where, you know, what is that threshold for a person? What's pushing them over the edge? Those types of things. I mean, I think the online online echo chambers can definitely be uh, a, a catalyst. Like, that's a place, a starting point. Like you said, like some sort of jumping off point, right? But I think there needs to be uh, more solid ideology in behind that, right? So. But does it represent a security threat in, in the same uh, way that perhaps Islamic extremism does? I would say yes. You may get uh, differing opinions from yeah. <laughs> different uh, different places. I, I definitely would say that the that the right wing extremist movement uh, in Canada and abroad is a is a public safety threat. Um, and I and I think we need to and I think Canada is doing more about it now. Uh, over the, especially uh, over the last couple of years, there's been there's been more and more efforts surrounding this. And unfortunately, when we get an event uh, events like this or like uh, the event in Quebec City, where where you know we see uh, there is a real real threat there. Yeah. But it's interesting the the parallel when when you talk about radicalization, and we see a lot of the the same kind of uh, you know common threads uh, amongst the individuals who become radicalized and uh, gone off to join ISIS. Uh, you know the kinds of people that are vulnerable to that, the sense of belonging they're looking for, the sense of purpose they're looking for. Do, do you see a lot of similarities? Yeah, I mean, I think there I think there is a lot of similarities to it because. Um, and, and of course, a lot of differences as well. But but when we look at 
when you're looking at the sense of belonging or a sense of identity or a sense of, you know, um, worth, like, like there's, I know when, when I was looking at joining those things, it was, it was really about that identity and, and belonging piece of getting, of being, feeling like they're, you're involved in something. However, you know, when it comes to, to the serious, uh, violence that's associated with it, um, I mean, that's, that is, I think, for a select percentage of these groups, right? And, and that is inclusive of, of all types of extremism. It's not all of the members that are doing, you know, the serious violence. It's a, I think it's a select few that are willing to, you know, even lay down their own lives, as we see in some forms of extremism for, for their cause, right? Yeah. Well, Brad, we'll leave it there uh, for now. We'll look forward to speaking again. And thanks so much for being uh, such an outspoken voice on these issues. Yeah, no worries. Thanks Much for having appreciate me. it. Take care. Uh, there's Brett Galloway, a uh, former extremist himself, uh, talking about how people end up going down that path and, and how to combat this ideology. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.